everyone, and welcome to another Seed World Giant Views podcast interview. My name is Alex Martin, and I am the editor of Seed World Magazine. Today, I am so happy to host someone who's going to be so fun to talk to. His name is Nathan Pumplin. He is the CEO and president of Norfolk Healthy Produce, and we are together at the ASTA Flower and Vegetable Show in Orlando. I am sure every single one of you have heard about the new GMO purple tomato that is coming out for commercialization soon, and Nathan is actually here to talk to us a little bit more about some of the news behind it. So thanks for joining me, Nathan. Alex, thanks so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. Perfect. Nathan, for those of us who might not be as familiar with you or Norfolk, let's start with some background information. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and Norfolk Healthy Produce? Happily. Well, so I myself am a plant biologist. I did a PhD in plant biology. I've been working in that space in both research and commercialization for the last 20 years. I got really excited about it um, as an undergraduate at Michigan State just by the science and and how interesting coevolution is. And I realized there's so many big challenges facing agriculture, facing our food system. And the solutions to those challenges really lie in our understanding of biology. And so I spent a lot of years doing research, um, developing ways to increase the sustainability. And that is making plants more resistant to diseases so we don't lose so much, um, and also increasing the sustainability of fertilizer use. One of the things that's holding back a lot of these technologies is um, the public perception and the stigma around biotechnology. And so jumping forward to Norfolk Healthy Produce, um, Norfolk Healthy Produce is a company based in the US developing and commercializing new types of produce products that deliver better taste, nutrition, and convenience. And we use biotechnology to do that. And we're really excited about the feedback that we've heard from consumers, from the media, um, the support, the interest, and the excitement, quite frankly, around this product. Yeah. I'm so glad you started with talking about the kind of outlook of consumers and GMOs, because that was actually my first question I wanted to dive into. And I feel like it's a doozy, because I know this is not the first GMO tomato to market. Everyone knows about the flavor saver tomato and how that was kind of the first GMO um, established. But um, tell us a little bit about how your purple tomato is kind of different from the flavor saver. Well, it's it's different in a lot of ways. And let's say the first difference is in time. Um, The company that developed the flavor saver tomato did so in the late 80s and early 90s. And they had to create a lot of the technology around making this tomato. They did it with consumer benefits in mind. They said, consumers are dissatisfied with the tomatoes they get in the grocery store, and we think we have a way to use biotechnology to make them better. Um, In that way, we're very similar. We believe in the same thing. Um, But they had to create the science, create the playbook. Of course, that cost a lot of money. And so in many ways, we're standing on their shoulders. Um, One thing to say about the Flavor Saver tomato, it did not fail because of um, controversy around GMOs. The public perception of GMOs kind of turned negative many years after they failed. Um, They failed for a number of commercial and technical reasons. And so we have learned a lot of lessons. And again, they were doing it for the first time. We can look at hindsight site and make a lot of changes. Yeah. Now, you know, I I feel like that's a very important thing to talk about is that it didn't necessarily fail because of it being a GMO at first. But I am curious, um, 
You know, for marketing for GMOs can be difficult. We actually just walked out of a session talking about how even it can be difficult talking about marketing and gene editing, but it's all getting a little bit better with new generations, new people coming to market. Um, what are some of the the goals of your messaging around your new tomato? Yeah. So, so there are two key messages. The first key message is choice. So we are offering a new option of an excellent tomato that's enabled with biotechnology, but it exists now in a marketplace that has a lot of other options, including organic options, non-GMO verified options. And so for consumers who want a um, tomato that's made with biotechnology, we aim to offer that. But for those consumers who say, I really am not comfortable with this, there are many options in organic and, and other categories. And that is another difference between the flavor saver tomato that was not so prevalent in the 90s. The other key message is our tomato is a fantastic tomato. <laughs> it tastes great. And that's really a, a key takeaway. That's what we're aiming to do is deliver a fantastic tomato with more nutrition and more convenience. Perfect. No, I think that's a great answer. Now, um, tell me, I, I skipped this question a minute ago, but what is the number one thing you want consumers to know about your tomato? It tastes great. <laughs> It has added nutrients of a special type of antioxidant, um, the kind of antioxidants that are in blueberries, that are in eggplants, that are in purple fruits. Um, so the key thing is taste, but the next thing is nutrition. And we really believe in eating the rainbow. This is sort of um, very simple advice for eating. If you want to get all your vitamins and nutrients, eat a healthy diet, you know, you want sort of foods fresh foods from all the different color groups. And there are not so many purple options. There's great options and there's they're improving all the time, but we think there's a huge opportunity to meet unmet needs in the purple space and the anthocyanin space with our products. I love hearing that because I, I myself did not hear about eating the rainbow until recently. It wasn't something that I thought of, but um, you know, I, and I think you, you brought it up really well that there are a lot of antioxidants in this purple tomato that can help make your, your food choices a little bit healthier. Absolutely. Um, now, was purple always kind of the goal for this tomato while we're talking about eating the rainbow? So the goal wasn't to make a purple tomato. The goal was to make more nutritious foods. Our founder, Kathy Martin, who's a professor in the UK at the John Innes Center, one of the world's leading centers for plant research, She's a diabetic. She spent her entire life making very careful diet choices because she knows it has a huge direct impact on her health. And of course, that's the case for all of us. Um, the food choices, our diet has a huge impact on our health, our well-being, and, and quite frankly, everything in our life. And so she, as a biologist, has been looking for ways to make foods with more nutrition. And so anthocyanins, these antioxidants, is just one of the new foods that she's developed. Um, she recently published on a high vitamin D tomato. Um, she has a tomato with resveratrol. She has a tomato with more vitamin C. Um, there's a lot of really interesting biological discoveries that she's made that translate into higher nutrition. And so we're very interested in developing whole, whole portfolio of products that deliver enhanced nutrition together with taste, together with convenience, and of course, the beauty factor. And so purple is where we're starting. It also happens, I think, um, and I'm looking at your, your latest issue of Seed World magazine that has purple carrots on the front. And I've heard a lot of growers over the last year remark, you know, purple is a really big trend. <laughs> and so I think we're, we're coming in at a really good time where people are recognizing, well, wow, purple's beautiful. It's also really healthy. And we're going to see more and more purple foods in the future. And it's got to be eye catching to the consumers as well. People who might only know tomatoes to be red. 
um, might look at it and get a little bit more excited and say, I've never seen a purple tomato before. That's definitely the case. And there's a lot of consumers who say, wow, you know, I've, I've never seen a purple tomato. But there's actually a lot who have seen purple tomatoes. And when I go to my grocery store, I love buying cherry tomatoes. I do every time that I go shopping. And there's a lot of these medley packs from different companies that have red tomatoes and yellow tomatoes and even tomatoes uh, with purple skins and a little bit darker color. And it's so beautiful. And I'll say one other segment of people I talk to a lot are chefs. And chefs, of course, are very excited about this because the opportunities to make stunningly beautiful dishes with the contrast of the purple um, is really exciting to them. And then final question for you today, Nathan. You know, as, as your tomato starts to head for the shelves, what are you most excited to see in its future? I'm really excited to see more people eating them. The The best part of my job, one of the two best parts of my job, is getting to feed purple tomatoes to people and watching their responses as they say, oh my gosh, this is a great tomato. This is so beautiful. And I frankly would like to, to do that with as many people in the world as are interested to do that. So Alex, maybe for that time, I would love to offer you one of the very limited purple tomatoes that I have with me I would to love try. That. Thank you so much, Nathan. Should I try it on the podcast right now? Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, that is a great tasting tomato. I love it. So for anyone wondering and thinking about their their future of GMO purple tomatoes, A plus from me. I love it. It's fantastic. And hopefully you all get to try them soon in your own stores. And until then, thank you, Nathan, for joining me today. Alex, thanks so much for having me. This is great. Perfect. Make sure to stay tuned for any more content we'll have coming out of the Asta Flower and Veg Conference this week. And um, until then, we hope you learned something new and you have fun talking about it with your your family at the the dinner table. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.